This is Educated Zombies, a podcast where we talk about the struggles of being a college student. Now, we are not affiliated with any university, but we are no strangers to higher ed. So tune in every week where we will give you tools that you can carry beyond the classroom. And to be honest, this is just a space for us to have some really cool conversations with some really cool people about education, because we believe education is more than a piece of paper. Hi, everybody. My name is Judith, and thank you for sitting in to a bite-sized episode of Educated Zombies. Now, I am, it's just me. I am the producer of our podcast, and as I was sitting in and just editing and listening to our past couple of episodes, I noticed that we discussed just an interesting um, range of emotions, and I kept on coming back to something that happens to me quite often, and it's when students just open up and they share their heart with me. Now, I have been an advisor for over eight years. I have not been an official advisor as in to say like any student comes up to me and says, I don't know what I want to do, but I've been more in a very specific field where I've advised in specific fields. But I've had students come up to me and tell me, why aren't you just a general advisor? I wish I came to you sooner. I had students from different disciplines come to me, come to my office, make appointments, and just reach out or have family and friends say, hey, you need to talk to Judith. So I've really worked on my skill set of listening to people, helping them to identify their purpose, identify some of these, um, or just navigate through some really tough situations. And I remember I had a student come into my office and they were talking about wanting to start a graduate program and they were super excited. And they kept on visiting me in the first couple of stages just to make sure that they had everything correct. And one particular um, appointment, the student began to open up and I don't remember what triggered it, but I think I asked something like, why are you choosing this degree? Why is this important to you? And, oh, that was it. Yes, that was it. And the students started sharing their struggles as being a minority and then just their issues from home. And it just sort of like, from there, it's sort of like they started sharing um, history, trauma, And the student, this applicant better said, just began to cry. And it was this really, they placed themselves in a very vulnerable and transparent position with me. And I'm always honored when someone feels comfortable to do that with me. And I honored that person's space. And I made sure I took notes just to make sure I was understanding them correctly. And... I remember I looked at this student and I said, you have a lot of hurt pockets that you need to seek a counselor and try to fix this. Um, Another word is trauma. You have a lot of trauma that you need to fix or work on, better said, and just process and heal. And the student told me that they were seeing a counselor. And so... I'm what look sitting here in this space with this student and all of a sudden it hit me and I looked at this student and I said, you are not ready for a graduate program and I really think that you should take some time off. And the student was really surprised and I remember saying, I'm not supposed to say this. My job is to recruit. But 
I don't think you are ready and I don't recommend you applying. The student was somewhat, I can say taken aback, was very taken aback and they told me, no, I can do this. I know I can, I have to. And I said, okay, well then my job then is to make sure I help you set up the tools, give you the resources so that you can succeed in this. And we left it at that. I worked with the student. I plugged the student into the mentoring program. And then I know some really life-changing um, incidents happened to the student. And about halfway through their program, they came back to me and they said, Judith, you were actually right. I need it. I wasn't ready and I'm going to take some time off. And I really commended them for doing that for one, acknowledging that, hey, they should have listened to some advice and two, to actually going through with it. Now, I have, I have actually told a couple of students, I don't think you're ready for college and for different reasons, but one of the most common reasons is the same reason that I told this student. And the reason is that I identified their emotional health. And one thing that I think is extremely important to be a successful student is to have emotional dexterity. One of the reasons why I created or I helped create a mentoring program for graduate students at one of my uh, previous employment was because we realized and out of our own personal experience that oftentimes it's not actual classwork that causes a student to step away from a degree plan or a degree program. It's when outside, when life begins to cave in and just collapses those walls and the student can't handle the pressures inside and the pressures outside. And so we created a mentoring program, which was not the same as a tutoring program to help students just navigate and give them a soundboard and mentoring has always stayed close to me, has been dear to my heart because I wish I had the same. And I realized if I can't receive it doesn't mean I can't stop from helping others in this area. Now, I shared the last episode about how I couldn't finish my thesis project and I didn't add another component to that reason. During the time when I was working on my thesis, so I was in the last year of my graduate program, I was going through a really tough, uh, heated, emotional, almost toxic situation with a close family member to the point where I was, um, I was, seriously considering self-harm and it was just such a dark place in my life and honestly being married and having kids was what kept me on track simply because I knew I had a sense of responsibility but I remember crying so much and then you add on top the stress of schoolwork and then being sleep deprived not eating right just because you're living on Red Bulls and Starbucks and just trying to go and go and go and I made a decision of just trying to end it as soon as possible so that way I could just be done. 
if I had been honest with my thesis advisor, she probably would have told me, you need to take some time, go take care of yourself, and then come back. This, this isn't going anywhere. But I was too embarrassed to open up. And sometimes I wonder what would have happened. And I have made peace with it. I don't think I would have learned. I don't think I would have been able to sit here and share with you my own personal experiences if I had done something different. But how you handle your emotions has such a big part on your success in college, but not only this, in real life. When you think about how can you handle overwhelming emotions and pressure inside and out, what are you going to do? How, how are you going to process this? And I don't think we talk enough about emotional health and emotional intelligence. And in fact, I really believe we will talk about this again. I would love to bring other people in, how they deal with their emotions. But I just wanted, this is just a bite-sized episode, so I'm just going to give you something really short, compact. One of my favorite resources that I have come across in regards of this topic is a book called Why Emotions Matter. Recognize your body signals, grow in emotional intelligence, discover an embodied spirituality by Tristan and Jonathan Collins and Melissa Binder. Phenomenal, fucking amazing book. Can't say enough about it. Um, while these, these authors re, um, reiterate and emphasize the general definition of emotional health and emotional IQ, I'm just going to give you a quick breakdown. Emotional IQ is being able to identify your emotions, identify the experiences that happen, that influence the emotions, and have a language to navigate through all of these and to identify the nuances. Now, emotional health, and I like, and it is actually not so much knowing, but learning how to deal with your emotions. So now you know what it is that you're feeling. You know what anger looks like for you. You know what heartbreak looks for you. Now, how do you handle this? Where do you go from here? How, what's the best situation? How do you lean into your intuition, learn when to cry it out, as Sam and I had talked about it, and then when to buckle down and just grind, learning your rhythms and being able to articulate that to others so that way you can create safety boundaries and asking for help and also just to be able to call on your own self and what it is that you need. This is extremely crucial. Now I have processed uh, reapplications, like um, let me readmittance packets. So students, let's say they their GPA drops, they get kicked out, right? And you all universities have one way for you to reapply to get or to petition. Let me rephrase that. All universities have a systems for you to petition to be readmitted. And I have looked at these. And so I've noticed how one of the most common reasons is simply because a serious life crisis happened. And it wasn't so much that they were physically unable to keep up. They weren't able to keep up emotionally. They felt overwhelmed. They couldn't handle the pressures and they just let everything go. That is the majority of the reasons. And I 
believe that if you are able to handle emotional dex, if you have emotional dexterity, you can rise to the challenges within and without. So how do you get there? How do you, how can you get to a place where you can handle this? And I am 34 and I'm finally developing. I feel like I have a healthy sense of emotional IQ and know my emotional, I can articulate my emotions. And it's actually been a work in progress and I've worked with my own two kids, they're teenagers, but when I realized the importance of this, I started working with them. And even subconsciously, now that I think about it, I would teach my kids when they were little to tell each other, hey, you're in my space, back off. And so I would tell them, that's my verbal cue. So whenever I hear you say that, then that means mommy needs to step in. Anyways, side note. So how do you how do you get there? Well, one is reading resources. First step is just becoming aware of your emotions. How do you rise to it? Here's a great rule of thumb. If you think you are able to handle the pressures of school, of college, um, if you're in a relationship and just considering past history, if you have a breakup and you fall apart, like you cry for days on, on end, can't eat, can't sleep, you're a hot mess, you should go speak to a counselor, find out what some of those issues are, and I'm pretty sure you will not be able to handle the consequences of having a breakup while you're in college because you can't afford weeks, months of just checking out of the world because your boo decided to leave. I'm just being honest. So being aware of how it is that you rise to certain emotions. Also, identifying how do you react how do you feel what's how do you react to different types of emotions what does it look like for judy when she's angry what does it look like for judy when she's sad what does it look like for judy when she's heartbroken identifying those things make it easier so when you go see a counselor you can say hey i have a really good idea that i am dealing with heartache here are some reasons why and you can talk about it. Going back to the book that I just referred, Why Emotions Matter, That's this is the first book that I've come across that actually goes and lists the physical symptoms of specific emotions. So they go on like this, for some people, this is what anger looks like. For some people, this is what sadness looks like. Phenomenal guideline, right? Let me give you a fantastic uh, activity that I came across and it was actually used for storytelling so for those of you who want to improve your writing skills and narration skills this might be a good tip for you but I thought it was interesting because it was so applicable to self-care so when you find yourself in a situation or any kind of emotion in fact it, it's good to practice this when you're happy it's whenever you think of it do it so what it is it helps you identify how where your emotions come from so let me give you i'm going to walk you through this by giving you an example when i use this and i've used this often um one of my employments was an extremely toxic workplace and it was really high stress and there was one particular day where i was just so overwhelmed with pressure with stress and i just needed to cry 
but I wasn't too sure what. So I went to my car and I sat in my car and I just started crying. I just cried for a couple of minutes, just let it out. Sometimes the first step is just releasing. And then I took a moment to say, okay, where am I feeling this? Where is this emotion coming from? It sounds a little bit interesting. Do I feel this in my throat? Do I feel it in my chest? Do I feel it in my stomach? Finding the source of it, then it helped me identify, am I feeling sadness? Am I feeling stress? Is it anger? And as you begin to be more aware, you will learn how you respond and how where you house your emotions. Some people, when you get angry, you hold it in your gut. Or some people, when they're really, they feel it like in their throat, like it's just something just bottling up and you just see somebody clench up. Sometimes when some people are really, really happy and if it's a different type of emotion, different nuance, this is where the nuance comes from, right? It's all of these different shades. Where is it housed from? And then you take some time to talk it out. This is what I'm feeling. I feel it here. Uh, some of the evidence are in the way I'm crying, the way my heart feels, the way my fingers are feeling, whatever it is, you start describing yourself in that situation. And then you can go on to say, well, why am I feeling this? What is the What caused this? And this is how you sort of just self-talk yourself through it. You're identifying what it is you're feeling, where it is, what is the root of it. And once you identify that, then that can help you develop a plan. What do I need to do to help me resolve this? Is it something that I should resolve? Is it something that I just give myself this space to cry it out and then I will be fine and I can move on? Now that I am much more familiar with my personal emotional health, I know when there are some times where I just have to cry and I just let myself cry and I give myself a space. And I have people who I'm accountable to whenever I it's getting a little bit out of hand, I'll reach out to them and I'll be like, hey, I'm crying a lot. Um, I'm just letting you know. And I am in a position where I have enough skill set I can navigate through this, but you may not be able to. And this is where it's, it is good to invest in a counselor to help you navigate because they are professional counselors that they've taken many more classes than I have. And they know how to help you identify and navigate through all of these different situations you may be going through. Not only that, you might be going through some serious trauma. A friend of mine, we were talking about how all of us have history trauma, familial trauma. I like to use the word hurt pockets in the sense that we were hurt and we just held on to them and they created sort of like a pocket in our heart space. And we have to learn how do we process that? How do we deal with it? Do we mend it? Should it be mended? I do think deep, deep, deep hurt wounds should be healed. And sometimes that takes a long time. And you can definitely achieve that not sometimes not by yourself some people can i was impressed i had a one um one of my positions i worked with parents and helped them get their children ready for school and i had one particular client who had very like uh high school education i think even less they never graduated from high school and i was amazed by her emotional iq in the sense that she would tell me certain things that it took, I learned later on as an adult, 
and how she rose to certain challenges and even her her sense of she her the way she explained she said i talk to you because i am not going to see you and you don't know the people who caused me this drama so you're not going to see them in a bad way but if i go and tell my best friend they're going to go ahead and uh, i'm going to use an example her husband she's like if i talk bad about my husband because i'm stressed about the situation just to get it off my chest i might feel better about it but my best friend is going to now see my husband in a bad light but if i come to you as a professional you're not going to ever see him and you won't even care like it and which is true and i was really impressed by her ability to rationalize that and identify that need and honestly i have not met a lot of individuals who have that intellect to be able to identify that on their own now for all i know she might have learned this from watching some soap opera i don't know i have no idea but again i don't come across a lot of people who can communicate that with me in conclusion according to my opinion i believe emotional health and emotional dexterity is one of the biggest signs one of the the key elements that you should have in order to be successful not only in college but in life and if you feel that you don't have it don't give up don't lose heart there are so many resources to help you get there and if you do you're like you know what i i can handle this then you might want to consider furthering your career furthering advancing your education that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you all have a fantastic day and stay tuned for our full size episode that's coming out next week. This has been another episode of Educated Zombies. Our theme song change is by Silent Crafter. Our sponsors are Low Budget Productions and Sonia and Company. If you like what you hear, give us some love on the platform you're listening to. Also, you can reach out to us via email at educated.zombies.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Please tune in next week on Tuesday for another conversation where we continue to discuss all of the different ways education is more than a piece of paper.